I want to do something. I want you to think right now of, of your biggest issues. Just take your hand out like this, and, and I want you to think of your biggest issues, your biggest worries, your biggest problems. Okay, you got them in your hand? And now I just want you to lift that hand and give it over to God right now. Come on. God, this is yours. God, this is bigger than me. I can't handle this by myself. God, you said no weapon formed against me would prosper. God, you said you'd work out all these things for my good. God, I'm giving it to you right now. God, I'm tired of carrying this. I'm tired of this burden. God, I'm just going to cast this burden on you because I know, God, that your shoulders are bigger than mine. You know what to do with this better than I know what to do with it. God, I declare a miracle in my life. I declare a miracle in my heart. I declare a miracle in my situation right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Isn't it good to be in the house of God today? Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Samuel. And I know I'm not who many of you expected to hear preach today. We had uh, Brother David Smith uh, scheduled to be here. Um, but different things um, arise to the point where we felt uh, to postpone that. He will be coming, but it'll be a little bit later down the road. And and we love Brother Smith, but I feel like God has given me a message uh, for this hour. This is going to be a different kind of message for me, but this is what I feel. Did you enjoy the praise team? And they do such a good job. Amen. And uh, God, help me to be able to sing more like Brother Rich, Lord. so good. I feel the presence of the Lord here. Would you just right now, would you just raise your hands? God, we need you. Hallelujah. Oh, I need you right now, Lord. I need you right now, Lord. God, have your way in this place. Have your way in my heart, Lord. Have your way, almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel, chapter 25. I had something neat happen this week. Um. You know, when you're not connected to someone on Facebook, you'll get this notice that says, will you accept an instant message from this person? Somebody I didn't know, I wasn't connected to them. So I, I clicked on that message to see what it said. And it, it said this. said, my son is in prison in Mississippi, but he went to church Sunday and y'all's church service played there at the prison. And I wanted you to know that, that God blessed my son to the point where, where he called me and told me what God had done in his life. And I wanted your church to know about that. 
Isn't that awesome? Thank you, Brother Charles, for working so hard with that. Amen. 1 Samuel 25, verse 44. But Saul had given Michael his daughter, David's wife, to Faltai, the son of Laish, which was of Galam. But Saul had given Michael his daughter, David's wife, notice this, David's wife, to Faltai, the son of Laish, which was of Galam. I want to preach on this subject. Will you choose David or will you choose Faltai? Will you choose David or Faltai? Amen. Can we bow our heads right now? And I want my dad back there to just pray over this. Amen, amen. Turn around, just kind of nod at somebody and tell them you better choose David. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Michael, according to the first book of Samuel, was a princess of the United Kingdom of Israel. Michael was the younger daughter of King Saul. 1 Samuel 18 and 20 said, And Michael, Saul's daughter, loved David. She loved David. Why wouldn't she? This was a young man that had started out taking care of his father's sheep. But then he had gone, and there had been a battle, and there had been a, 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 a giant who basically said, hey, you send somebody down here, I'll, I'll stand in for, for the Philistines, and you send someone down here to represent your army and your God. And, and the person who wins, the battle will go to them. And so we know the story of David. David, David took the five stones in his sling. He killed Goliath, the giant. Everybody loved David. Everybody was crazy about David. And why in the world wouldn't the king's daughter feel that way as well? Saul's daughter loved David. Michael loved him. Michael wanted to marry David. David was an Old Testament type of Jesus. Also, David had been anointed, so he was a representative of the anointing of God. Can I tell you, in this generation, we need some people who will fall in love with the anointing of God. Just any old church is not going to do. I want to go to a church where I feel the anointing and the presence of God. 
Just any old preaching or teaching, it isn't going to do. I want to hear the anointed Word of God. Just any old singing is not going to do. Oh, give me some singing that is sung by somebody that's been down on their knees getting a hold of God. Let us listen to some anointed singing. Just any old walk with God isn't good enough for me. I'm telling you, in this hour, I have a desire to be married to the anointing of God. I want the anointing in my life. I want God to use me and lead me and direct me. 1 Samuel 18, 20-21, and Michael, Saul's daughter, loved David. They told Saul, and the thing pleased him. And Saul said, I will give him her, that she may be a snare. Notice this. I will give him her, that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Wherefore Saul said to David, Thou shalt this day be my son-in-law in the one of the twain. Why did they or did Saul hate David so much? Why? Instead of giving him his daughter because he loved him or admired him or because he had the favor of God on his life. The Bible said that the reason he gave his daughter to David was because he hoped that it would be a snare to him. Why? The problem was he was jealous of David. Saul had heard the song, Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. Also, he could see that the hand of the Lord was no longer on him, but he could see that the hand of the Lord was now on David. 1 Samuel 18, the end of verse 27 through verse 29. And Saul gave him Michael, his daughter, to wife. And Saul saw saw, and knew that the Lord was with David. And that Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David. And Saul became David's enemy continually. He became David's enemy continually. But Michael, in spite of her father, Michael loved David. Michael loved her husband. It wasn't long before she had the opportunity to show how much she loved her husband. 1 Samuel 19, 11 through 12. Saul also sent messengers unto David's house to watch him and to slay him in the morning. And Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. So Michael let David down through a window, and he went and fled and escaped. You understand what's going on here? Saul says, This isn't working the way that I thought it would. So I'm going to send some of my men to go and wait for David and kill him. But Michael loved her husband so much that she said, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to help you uh, sneak out of the window. 
And then I'm going to take a dummy and I'm going to put it in the, your place in the bed. And, and when these, these men of her father's came to get David, her husband, she, she said, well, he's sick. Or, or maybe she said he has COVID. I don't know. But, but don't you see that he's in bed? He can't get up right now. But that wasn't good enough for Saul. Saul wanted David dead. But then he realized that his own daughter had tricked him. Michael was so in love with David that she is now risking her life. She is so in love with the anointing that she gives her life over to the will of God. She is so in love that she's willing to risk everything. 1 Samuel 19, 17. And Saul said unto Michael, Why hast thou deceived me so? And sit away mine enemy that he is escaped. If you'll notice in the scriptures that we have read, there has been a transfer. The Bible no longer calls her Michael, Saul's daughter. Now it is saying Michael, David's wife. At this point, she is truly married to David. At this point, she is identified with the anointed. I want to be identified with the anointing. Oh, you're sick? Well, I know of a church that has the anointing of God on it. And they will lay hands on you and pray in the name of Jesus. I need somebody to preach to me. I know, I know online of a Facebook page where you can actually feel the anointing of God. My life, it needs to be changed. Well, I tell you what, if your life needs to be changed, don't you go find you a dead church. You go find you an anointed church. And I know exactly where those anointed people are. First Samuel nineteen eighteen, so David fled and escaped and came to Samuel, to Ramah, and told him all that Saul had done to him, and he and Samuel went and dwelt in Noeth. David is now a fugitive. David is hiding. David is running for his life. The next time we see Michael, the next time we see her name mentioned. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 25. 1 Samuel 25, 44. Listen to this. But Saul had given Michael, his daughter, David's wife, to Faltai, the son of Laish, which was of Galilee. You understand, she was married to David, but her father... But Saul took her from the house of David, the marriage of David, and gives her to a man named Feltai. Who was Feltai? Since his name is only mentioned twice in the over 31,000 verses in the Bible, we can only draw conclusions about Feltai based on the little information that we are given. Feltai was the son of Laish. Laish was the founder of a city that was taken by the tribe of Dan. And the Bible says this 
about Dan, the founder of this tribe, in Genesis 49 and 17. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, an adder in the path that biteth the horse heels, so that his rider shall fall backwards. A snake, a viper, a serpent, and it was her father, the king, that gave her over to this man and to this spirit. Parents, be careful what you give your children over to. Be careful what direction you take your children in. It matters. Years ago, there was a young man that I pastored. He was having all kinds of problems, all kinds of issues, battling spirits, and his family didn't know what to do, so they asked if I would come and anoint his bedroom. So I went to that house. His parents were there. They took me to his bedroom. I mean, it was down this dark hall, into this dark room. All the windows had been blacked out. We go up in there, and I mean, this, this guy, he's having all kinds of trouble. And, uh, and I, I look, and in his bedroom, there's this big TV. And I, I said, uh, I said uh, this, this TV, what kind of channels do you get on it? Well, we've got a satellite, so we get every kind of, uh, of, of movie and every kind of show that you can get. We get it on this TV. I said, do you have any kind of filters on this? They said, uh, uh, no, sir, we, we didn't figure that we needed any. He, he's a pretty good boy. Then I looked over in the corner of this dark room where the boy was staying all the time, and there's a computer over in the corner. I said, he has, I see he has a computer. I know computers are necessary and everything, but uh, let me ask you this. Do you have any kind of filters on this computer? Can he, can he just look at what he, he wants or needs to look at? Oh, oh yeah, we, we don't know how to do stuff like that. Uh, we don't have any filters on it. He can look at or he can watch or he can experience anything that he wants to. No wonder this young man was fighting spiritual battles. No wonder you better be careful what kind of spirits you give your children to. You better... Be careful, be careful what you give your babies to. It is so important. Abraham says to Lot, okay, you choose, you choose a direction that you and your herds and your men want to go to, and I'll take the other, the other direction. And there was nothing wrong with Lot saying, I want the, the beautiful plains. I want the greener grass. I want the, the well-watered fields. That's, that's what I want. There was, there was nothing wrong with him choosing that. The only problem was that he chose to take his family in the path of Sodom and Gomorrah. Sometimes it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with whether or not something is wrong. Sometimes it's about where that choice leads to. We've got to make the right choices. Be careful what kind of spirits. Second Samuel 3 and 1. Now, there was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David waxed stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker, Second Samuel 3, 6, and it came to pass while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David that Abner, 
made himself strong for the house of Saul. 2 Samuel 3, 12 through 13. And Abner sent messengers to David on his behalf, saying, Whose is the land? Saying, Also, make thy league with me, and behold, my hand shall be with thee to bring about all Israel unto thee. Verse 13. And he said, Well, I will make a league with thee, but one thing I require of thee, that is, thou shalt not see my face, except thou first bring Michael, Saul's daughter, when thou comest to see my face. Amen. I'm about to win this battle. I'm gaining influence. You, you want to be linked with me. Okay. I'll link with you, but the only way that I'll link up with you is if you give me back my wife. He wanted his wife back. After years of being separated, he wanted his Michael back. The only problem was, after spending all that time with a snake, after spending all that time with a viper, after spending all that time with the world, Michael's heart wasn't with David any longer. And 2 Samuel 6, 15-16 says, So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. Amen. Amen. Notice the Bible no longer calls her Michael, David's wife. Now she's gone back to being Michael, Saul's daughter. How did this happen? When we saw her before, she was so in love with David. She was so in love with the anointing that she helped him escape, that she actually would have given her life for him. How did this change occur? What took place? The problem was is she had spent too much time with the world. She had spent too much time with Paltai. And now she had lost her love for the anointing. Be careful who you spend your time with. Be careful what you allow yourself to watch. Be careful. Don't get so used to being outside of the anointing that you don't long for it anymore. Don't get so used to being outside of the presence of God that you don't long for it. Watch this. 2 Samuel 6, 20-21. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king. This is Michael talking to her husband how, about his worship. How glorious was the king of Israel today. Do you, do you hear the sarcasm? 
who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. And David said unto Michael, It was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore will I play, will I worship, will I praise before the Lord. In, in other words, he was saying, we're bringing the presence of God back to his people. And I've got a right to worship, and I've got a right to dance, and I've got a right to, to shout. And you listen to me, honey. You used to be in love with me. But if you don't love my praise, and if you don't love my worship, and if you don't love the presence of God, I want you to just be served notice. I don't care what you don't like I'm going to worship God anyway I'm going to shout anyway I'm going to seek after his presence anyway I'm going to give my best to God I feel like preaching hold on brother Rich sister Donna come up here real quick I'm going to do this because I know they won't get embarrassed. And they'll love me no matter what I say. Amen. Amen. Sister Donna, you sit right there. Okay. Brother Rich, come here. <laughs> okay. Listen. We're ushering in the presence of God among the people of God. Amen. I can't stand it. You gonna make me worship alone? Come on, let's dance. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. And, and I'm just using you as an example. But but you know what Brother Rich would do if, if Sister Donna decided, I think you look silly worshiping God. I think you're w wasting your time. You know what Brother Rich would still do? Because it doesn't matter what anybody else says about me. It doesn't matter. Okay, you sit there. Come on, Sister Donna. You got to sit there. Now, me and Sister Donna, we're coming in here. You know, we're, we're bringing the presence of God with us. Amen. Sister Donna, you hear me. He may make fun of us. He may not like what we're doing. But you know what? As much as we love him, I'm not going to let him dictate my worship. I'm not going to let... Hey, somebody else may not like the presence of God, but you hear me? I want the presence of God. Somebody else may fall out of love with the anointing, but I love the anointing. I love the power of God. I love the anointing of God. I love it. David. He represents everything that we should be seeking of the Lord. That's what he represents. The Bible says this of David, 1 Samuel 13, 14. But now thy kingdom, somebody Saul, shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people. 
because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Later on, 2 Samuel 23 and 1, the last words of David, David the son of Jesse said, and the man who was raised up on high, listen to this, it's describing David, the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel. Psalms 89, 20 says, I have found David my servant with my holy oil. Have I anointed him? And hundreds of years later, Luke the physician would write in Acts 13, 22, and when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart which shall fulfill all my will. That's what the Bible had to say about David. But Saul hated David. So he gave David to Feldheim. He gave David to the, he gave Michael to the absolute opposite of David. <laughs> Faltai represents the world. Faltai represents the things of the world, the passions of the world, the lust of the world, the agendas of the world. Hear me, church, today. Over here you have David, and over here you have Faltai. But you hear me, you can't be married to both of them. <laughs> You can't walk hand in hand with both of them. You got to make up your mind who do I want to be married to? Do I want to be married to this world or do I want to be married to the anointing? Do I want to be married to the things of this world or do I want to be married to the things of God? Do I want to be married to the stuff of this world or do I want to be married to heaven? You got to make up your mind. You can't have both. David's wanting you. David's wanting you. Which one will you, you choose? Stand. Stand with me. I want you to notice something. Second Samuel chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. And David sent messengers to Ish-bosheth. Dare you to say that five times in a row. Ish-bosheth, Saul's son, saying, Deliver me, my wife, Michael, which I espoused to me for an hundred foreskins of the Philistines. And Ish-bosheth sent and took her from her husband, from her husband, even from Feltael, the son of Laish. And her husband, notice this, her husband went with her along, weeping behind her to Baharam. Then said Abner unto him, Go return, and he returned. I read that, and I thought, you know, the world isn't going to turn loose from you without a fight. The world isn't going to turn loose of your children 
without a fight. The world isn't going to turn loose of your ministry without a fight. The world isn't going to turn loose of your anointing without a fight. The world isn't going to turn loose of your home without a fight. But David is saying, come, I want my wife. I want you. I want you. I want you to choose me. I want you to choose to be with me. I want you to choose to worship with me. I want you to choose. I want you to choose. I want you to choose. This isn't in my notes. But after she made fun of David and got on to David, David told her off. David said, hey, you're not going to dictate whether I worship God or not. But after that, because of her spirit, because of her attitude, and because of her treatment of the anointing and the anointed, because of that, she was barren. From then on, she, she, didn't go, she couldn't go back to Falti. She was, she was there. She was with David. But she didn't appreciate the anointing anymore. And because of that, because of that, she was never able to bear anymore because she was too worldly to be anointed. Amen. You hear me? I want to birth children in this place. I want to birth children. I want to birth children in these altars. I want to birth children in that baptistry. But if you're going to birth children, you got to fall in love with the anointing. Is there anybody in this place that would say, God, I want you. I want you. Feltai is not where I belong. The world is not where I belong. I don't belong in a spirit of, of, of serpents and snakes. I belong in the house of the king. I belong in the presence of Jehovah. I belong with the anointed. You really want him. You gotta let loose of the things that this world has to offer. If you really want him, you gotta turn loose of the world's stuff. It's time to turn your back on the world and say, I want my God. I want my king. I want the anointing. I want more.